Hafidei, welcome to What We're Watching, formerly known as the Real Talk Podcast. I am your host, Ken Sinicus, and I'm joined by my broadcast partner, Jason Solison. And here, what we're watching, we're going to talk about uh, what we are looking forward to every month in movies, whether it be streaming or in the theaters. Jason, how are you doing? Not good. Uh, man, I love it when the titles of podcasts are like so unbelievably vague that you can't tell like what, what the podcast is about. Now, what we're watching, like, I have no idea what we're talking about. <laughs> what is a better acronym? WWW or W3? What do you think? Let us know, guys. You let us know what the show uh, acronym should be. W3, because it is what we're watching, Jason. I don't know if you've caught on to that yet. but Yeah, very Anyway, nice. the, so the, it is the logo, July. The logo is going to be really, really cool. It is July, and uh, there are a ton of new movies uh, out. Uh, we're excited to get into it, and we're just going to tell you about a couple of things you can watch, where you can watch them, and why you should watch them, the three Ws as well. So, uh, Okay, have you, Chase, watched Black, you... have you watched Black Widow? First, I have not. I have not. I have not watched Black Widow. I have Disney+, Plus, uh, and I have not gone to the theater to watch it. You can watch it at Tango Theaters, though, right? Yeah, and, and actually, it, it is significant because uh, Black Widow opening weekend, they made $215 million. About a third of that was uh, streams because, of course, with the Disney Plus, you need the premium plan, which means you got to pay 30 bucks for it. But um, biggest, gro- highest grossing movie since the pandemic started, obviously, and everything like that. But $215 million in worldwide revenue on opening weekend. That is not bad. Everybody was really That's worried wild. about it. You know, when a really major blockbuster comes out, you know, post-pandemic, you know, what the effect on you know, streaming versus theatrical releases is going to be, but this one came out strong. I've heard a lot of people uh, say as well on social media that uh, Black Widow is actually a very, very good movie. The pacing, the pacing is very uh, uh, strong, and it's just a, a, a solid addition to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So it's pretty cool. So I, I've been, I saw on Twitter, uh, basically the villain Taskmaster is getting really, really dragged. People were not happy with the way Taskmaster. I mean, yeah, um, overall, they said the movie is good, but people were kind of a little disappointed in the way the villain was presented. Really? Interesting. I mean, it's always like that, though. Otherwise, you know, and, you know, I don't want to put the cart before the horse, but there's a lot of movies, especially since we got backed up with the pandemic. Of course, Top Gun 2, Maverick is supposed to come out. Um, I believe that's been pushed back to, I mean, starting in September, we are going to see a historically monumental time for theatrical releases and you know their streaming components you got like i just said top gun 2 is coming out um the new 007 movie the james bond movie is coming out dune is going to hit so you know nerds worldwide are going to be super so stoked about that yep uh and you know also i I guess we could say that with the pandemic there was kind of a slowdown also on streaming services in terms of uh you know, movies that people would want to catch. But July has a ton of good movies I'm really excited to talk about. Obviously, Army of the Dead, which came out early on the, on July 1st, I believe, uh, you know, starring Dave Bautista. It's the uh, Zack Snyder film where, uh, you know, a group of uh, mercenaries try to infiltrate a zombie-ridden uh, Las Vegas to get some money. It's a pretty good film. I liked it. But something that has just recently come out on Netflix, which I... I wasn't sure at first what I would think about it, but I'm actually a fan of it now is the Fear Street trilogy. And it, one part of the trilogy comes out every Friday on Netflix. Netflix, So they have the Fear Street 1996 or 94, Fear Street 76, and then this coming week will be uh, Fear Street 1666. And they are all uh, short stories 
or an anthology uh, that takes place in the town of Shady Side, Ohio. Um, it's weird because they're they're all written by R.L. Stein, uh, you know, from Jason's favorite, second favorite uh, horror author uh, for the Goosebumps books. But uh, it's it's weird because the the characters are young, right? They're teenagers or even younger, and it's got like that kitty type of youth horror feel. But it is extremely graphic and very. You said, you said the cool. kills are pretty gnarly. It is not like this is not something that I would have a kid watch for sure. Like it is crazy though because the age of everybody in the film is young. It's like it's like a mix of Scream and um, what is that show with the Stranger Things? It's like a mix of Scream mm. and Stranger Things. And the so last it's time really we, the really. Correct me if I'm wrong, Ken, but the last time we actually saw like a horror movie that actually, you know, where the where the antagonist didn't necessarily prey on, you know, like the dumb, horny, drug abusing, you know, drunk teenagers, but even people younger than that was uh, Sleepaway Camp. And that's all the way back to like 1983, where, where a lot of the victims were younger people. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. No, I but I mean, and this is just it's just really different. Like this is just. It's uh, shocking. I, I would say it's pretty shocking. Uh, I think if you're a fan of those goosebumps, uh, are you afraid of the dark type of are stories? You you'll of like this. Uh, you'll like this, but then you also have to have uh, be mentally prepared because it is violent. Like we're talking about kids like getting murdered. You know, like it's it's pretty heavy uh, in terms of like the uh, the the raw shock factor of the violence. But that is a I good one. There's also a I take that back. It, it wasn't necessarily sleepaway camp where the, where the victims were young. Also, uh, um, Nightmare on Elm Street, of course. Yeah, yeah, okay. uh, yeah. But I mean, and, these like these are not teen. Like I'm talking young, like yeah. young eleven year olds, not yeah, seventeen year olds, right? I mean, although there are uh, a fair amount of uh, older teens in the films. Another film that's coming out uh, actually comes out in two days is a classic horror story. That's the name of the film, uh, and basically it's. Uh, the premise is there are people on a plane and it gets hijacked. The plane gets hijacked and a person gets killed, quote unquote. And it turns out that person is a vampire. So this person has to reveal that she's a vampire. Very interesting horror premise. I am very, I'm looking, uh, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, that, that is Blood Red Sky. And that, that's uh, July 23rd. That's really, so. I've not heard about this, but that is really, really interesting because it's combining two known fears, like a fear of, fear of vampires and claustrophobia. Yeah. I, I think it's very, very interesting, especially I, I like horror movies where the evil or the bad, the, the antagonists of the film are kind of the ones being hunted by the monster, per se, where the monster becomes a protagonist, really. Mm -hmm. um, so I do I do like that. That is Blood Red Sky. It comes out on July 23rd. Uh, the other film I was talking about is a German film or I'm sorry, Italian film. It's called A Classic Horror Story. And this is about some kids who are driving a car, they get into an accident, they get caught in a cabin in the woods. And it's, uh, as the title says, it is a classic horror story. This has got really good reviews. I'm excited to see that. That should be coming out and if you And so. if you know your film history, you know the Italian style of horror is probably second to none. And if it is, it's probably second to only like a Korean cinema because like going all the way back to like Dario Argento or like filmmakers like that. I mean, Italian horror is like, it's very, very artsy. It's also incredibly graphic. I mean, Italians, Italian filmmakers have a thing to do. I mean, they, they tend to focus like a lot on the eyes. 
of the victim. If you've ever noticed that, Ken, in, in like in Italian like horror movies and everything like that, they always like fixate on the eyes, like what the victim's going through. Um, mm-hmm. their their gaze, you know, like that that eternal stare when they, you know, when they meet the end. It's it's very oh, unsettling. Yeah. yeah. I agree, I agree. Um, there's also actually a film that I watch. It comes out on July 17th. Uh, if you have HBO. So there are a couple of films on HBO that if you have HBO Max uh, that we should talk about. But the first one, before we talk about the true banger, before we get to the big <laughs> I one, know where we're we'll going with this. The Empty Man, uh, which star- stars Th- Thomas, uh, Dave- Thomas Badge Dale. Uh, it is a very, very good, underrated uh, horror flick. Um, it came out, it was supposed to come out like three or four years ago, but it, it had a delayed release. And it's recently built a huge cult following because it is actually incredibly good. A very long movie. Empty Man, um, I don't want to spoil it for you. It's just like intellectual horror movie. Definitely check it out on HBO. But enough about horror. Let's talk about, let's just get the elephant out of the room done right July now. July 16th. This, this right at 5 p.m. on HBO Max. 28 years in the making. Can you believe that? Space Jam. With what the is goat. the actual title, though? Is it, is with it... the Goat. Oh, boy. Here we go. Okay, Ken, Ken, Ken and Nicholas, you guys. LeBron is... James. Yeah. It does not look bad. I mean, they've, they've okay, we, we already know from the trailers. Uh, Clay Thompson is in there. Damian Lillard is in there. Um, Anthony Davis is in there. And I don't believe it's going to be like a, a – I'm pretty sure it's not. It's not a shot-for-shot remake of the original – space jam with uh with michael jordan where where he and his friends at the time it was like you know sean bradley uh larry johnson uh mugsy bogues where they go back and they play the monsters i believe in this one from what i've seen is if lebron does not win the game he gets stuck in toon land forever and all of his his cartoon friends cease to exist i mean it's it's pretty brutal when you think about it but it looks yeah yeah i'm not not really sure the premise of the of the whole story. I mean, obviously it wouldn't be that, uh, you know, it's not meant to be that um, logical, right? Yeah. But it's Space Jam and everyone loves Space Jam. And I'm, I'm glad to, to, you know, see LeBron taking the iconic role from the second goat, Michael Jordan, and, uh, you know, fulfilling, then just grabbing the crown, holding the crown of greatest of all time. Finally, LeBron gets to, uh, shine with space jam i'm gonna go get me some mcdonald's toys space jam toys from the happy meal and this is gonna be this is gonna be lebron's film debut right i mean he's had he's had cameos he's had he's had a few cameos in uh in a few other uh other things but but like michael jordan i mean michael hosted snl and then he did but you know space jam was actually his you know his acting debut yeah i I guess so i guess i mean i don't know no no he's been in some movies but I, I don't know. Yeah, let's let's say yeah, let's say it's his debut. Sure. Well, we we need to get caught up on what we. What, I mean, yeah, a lot of really cool things coming out. But um, as far as what came out during the last you know year and a half that we weren't able to do this podcast and everything, you and I like we make we make no bones about this. We're both e- each of us proud former blockbuster employees. Did you watch the last blockbuster? I did not. I did not. I thought it was great. It was really, really funny. And if you work there, there's a lot of like inside jokes and just stuff that like, I don't care where, you know, where you work. The last blockbuster right now is like somewhere in Oregon. If you were here on Guam, if you're in New York city, regardless of where you were, it's like, it was a monumentally fun job. 
and it's it's a great great watch and you know even it says you know if you had the blue collared shirt you know if you had the laminated membership card and everything like that it's really going to take you back so it is a fun watch great i, I definitely got to check that out i'm excited about uh, seeing that um there are two other movies that i would suggest one movie i have watched has come out it's the tomorrow war that's on amazon prime yep. starring chris pratt um that is a good movie that is a spectacular sci-fi movie i liken it to independence day and edge of tomorrow on that level of of grandeur like it is a solid sci-fi action movie i am i was very blown away i was very impressed i thought have you watched it jason i've, I've not seen you've been you've been talking it up all week to me if you have amazon prime guys check out the tomorrow or um, it's out now i guarantee you will not be disappointed uh it's very good one of the best uh i guess production house movies streaming production house movies well, out there in the market today. I've got a recommendation. It's also on Amazon Prime, so we'll we'll stick with Amazon Prime at least for the moment. Um, it's a documentary. If you're not going to watch it for obvious reasons, I I won't hold it against you. But it's called Street Gang: How We Got to Sesame Street, and it is a story of the funding, you know, um, uh, about how Sesame Street came to be and how they wanted it to be this big, you know, um, educational tool because TV was really taking off and in the 60s and they wanted to say, you know, kids are basically memorizing commercials. Can we actually use this wonderful new medium to educate children? And they take it, you know, with the introduction of the Muppets and these musical skits and with animation and everything. And it's turned into, you know, this juggernaut of teaching kids, you know, um, arithmetic, phonics, um, civics, everything, how Sesame Street over the years has dealt with, you know, the real life death of cast members, how they've dealt with issues like, um, um, certain characters, you know, uh, being autistic. They've talked about certain characters having alternative lifestyles, you know, um, they're, I believe in, in Sesame Streets. And they, they talk about the globalization of Sesame Street, how they've got different versions in different parts of the world and how, you know, they, uh, they internationalize it and everything. But it's a really, really good uh, documentary. And I say that because, I mean, I grew up on Sesame Street. I mean, it's, you know, I watched it every single day and it's really, really well done. Very interesting. Yeah, definitely. There's tons of good documentaries out there. A lot of the Netflix documentaries currently out there are very, very exciting. A couple of crime ones that I've watched that I uh, binge watched and I, I like. But uh, to end the to end this episode, uh, so you guys can go on to your day, um, you know, definitely check out some of these movies we've mentioned before: Fear Street, Classic Horror Story, uh, the Sesame Street documentary, Blood Red Sky, um, obviously Space Jam. Uh, but one film that I do want to watch and I want, want to watch in theaters is the M. Night Shyamalan film coming out. It's called Old. And basically it's a family spends a holiday on a beach. Uh, but then they find out that uh, their age is rapidly reducing while they spend their time on the beach. Pretty interesting premise. It's kind of um, like the portrait of Dorian Gray, but like backwards and like on yeah. a beach. I mean, it looks it looks... It looks like typical M. Night Shyamalan. It looks like really well done, kind of weird and kind of like you may have to watch it a couple times to like really get what he's trying to say. Yeah, but, it, looks but beautiful. I, it seems very cool. Yeah. Very okay, cool. one thing that I am really looking forward to watching, I have not been to the theater since the pandemic, uh, but one thing that I do want to watch, and again, I, will, I would like totally go with, uh, with you and your beautiful wife for this, when Candyman drops. <laughs> And I've, I think I've, I've, I've watched the trailers like a couple times. Uh, I believe it's Tony Todd that is going to reprise his role as, as Candyman. Wow. He's coming back. 
he doesn't age really when you think about it. Like yeah. he's just, you know, he looks the same. So yeah, there's a, there's some Marvel yeah, movies coming out. Uh, Venom is kind of like you know hit and miss, I, I would say. But Venom's supposed to come mm-hmm. out. Uh, how how do you feel about uh the suicide? Should we call Suicide Squad a reboot remake? That's coming out pretty soon. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how. I don't know what I feel about it. I actually don't really like the Suicide Squad uh original one so i mean a reboot is nice even though it has what the same cast so um yeah it's uh uh, interesting it's not what i'm you know looking forward to but real quick real real quick question for you because i can't even say that what movie that we've seen in the last uh few months and you mentioned um uh army was army of dark not uh, army of darkness um the one with uh, Batista. Uh, I don't know. I don't, yeah, Army of the Dead. Yeah, Arm, Army of the Dead. Thank you. Um, which which movie between Army of the Dead or Mortal Kombat really sucked you in for like the first 15, 20 minutes and then the movie kind of like fell apart from there? Mortal Kombat definitely is yeah, way I was worse so than Army in of with the Mortal dead. Kombat. Army of the Dead is actually pretty good and is very, very deep. It has a ton of... Uh, uh like uh easter eggs and tons of different things you can pull from the movie so it is very enjoyable but um you know it's it just kind of fell apart it, it could have done had a few of the scenes been developed more it would have been an amazing movie but unfortunately it wasn't but mortal Kombat just was horrible and that said you know that actually if you do have hbo max uh, i know i'm saying you should watch space jam but there's also one movie on hbo max that you know it's worth the price. Get your hands on Christopher Nolan's Tenet. It's on, it's on HBO Max. There Watch you it while you can. And Christopher, Christopher Nolan, movie as, ever. as we know, he as a filmmaker was really, really pushing for, and he goes, you know, I don't want this movie to be enjoyed, at least initially, like streaming. He goes, I, I shot it for the big, uh, for a theatrical experience. You know, that's the way I want it to be presented. And, you know, just really, really bad timing for him, but. Yeah. But, but yeah. and it did not. I mean, no, well. it did go in theaters. It, it did not. Well, yeah, it did I mean, not do well when it came out only in theaters and everything. But yeah, I mean, now it's on streaming, so hopefully, like, it gets second life because it's a brilliant film. It is brilliant. But on on that note, Jason, uh, you know, we'll, we'll close this up episode. Let us know in the comments or on Facebook or DM us on Instagram what uh, shows uh, shows or movies you watched or are looking forward to watching in July, and stay tuned for our next episode when we uncover all that we can find in august all right so space jam definitely (laughs) we're gonna go check that out all right guys